This is More Than 5%, a podcast dedicated to covering the stories of women in sports. Whatever the sport, whatever the role, everyone is welcome. Now, let's join our hosts, Zoe Hicks and Carly Jackson, for a weekly conversation with women who inspire. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to More Than 5%, a podcast where we focus on women's sports and women in sports. Um, today, we have a guest that is in the softball world, so more um, up my alley. Uh, we have Bree Cassidy, who played Division One softball at the University of Nebraska, um, is also the co-owner of Have Heart Training Facility in Kansas City, Missouri, now works for Open Doors, um, a company that is geared towards maximizing name, image, and likeness opportunities for collegiate athletes, and is the director of NIL Education. So she is here today to talk about her story, as well as highlight female athletes in the NIL space and their success story. So Bree, thank you for coming on the pod. Happy to have you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, okay, so we're going to start our pod, as we always do, uh, with a little bit of good shit. So this is to focus on the positive things, to keep our brain from gearing toward the negative, to keep everything in an optimistic light. So for me personally, um, yesterday we had a cute little Halloween party with um, a bunch of my nieces and nephews. And so that was adorable. They were like bobbing for apples and running all over the place filled with candy. So that was always fun. Hi, everyone. Uh, good morning. My good shit today is that I have a nice hot cup of coffee. That's that's it. I love it. My good shit for the day is that I was home this weekend. I've been traveling so much, so I got to actually be at home, spend some time with family, have a nice meal with them, and get a little relaxation time in, so I feel pretty good for a Monday morning. That's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Family really just is like, just fills your heart in so many different ways. I love that. Okay, we're going to jump right into the pod today. Um, we're going to ask a lot of questions, get a lot of background. Um, so yeah, we're going to start kind of with your career. Um, so coming from the softball world, what things do you think you took or learned from that to now help you in the professional space? Yeah, so many different things there. I think one of the biggest things for me, I was first generation, so I was learning a lot. I was kind of figuring things out on my own as I went. So having a coaching staff that could help me do that was really key. Uh, but with them, you know, they instilled a lot of different things. But kind of the big ones was like, take advantage of the people that are around you and like really foster the spaces that you're in and just work to make an impact and build really great relationships. So I feel like any space that I'm in, I always try to make sure that I take the time to get to know people really well and hear their stories and understand, you know, how they can impact me, how I can impact them, and just always looking to serve in that way and just, like, connect with people in that way makes life a lot easier, uh, makes it really easy just to work with people, understand people, and, you know, if you got to figure something out, it, it's a lot easier to figure things out when you when you understand the people you're working with, so you know, whether that's a team of 25 on a softball team or a team of 12 or whatever it is uh, of our marketing team at Open Doors, you know, when we take the time to get to know each other outside of the the gritty work that you have to do every day, um, that that's really important. And my coaches did a really good job of making sure that as a team, we took the time to do those things. So now that's something that I value being a, a professional and like a regular career now is, you know, yeah, there's work to get done. There's a paycheck to get made, but there's a lot of people involved in it along the way too. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned your coaching staff. Um, one of the um, most amazing coaching staffs in all of collegiate softball. They've been there for 30 plus years. Um, Canadian national team, absolute royalty, like that type of stuff. How 
was that experience? Can you kind of talk about what it's like to play for coaches like that and just to know that they have so much experience and so much knowledge to give you? They are absolutely some of my most favorite people in the whole entire world. Uh, they are great. Like, you know, everyone sees the Hall of Fame and, you know, with Coach Sipple being literally a Canada legend uh, and all the things, Coach Ravel being Coach Ravel and all the things that she is and Coach Miller, of course, she doesn't, she's not as vocal as the other two, but she's at every convention doing leading all the, the hitting clinics. Uh, but those three, I mean, I would literally do anything for them. Uh, there isn't anything like from the time being a freshman on campus to my senior year, what I learned from a softball perspective was next level. Like I, I could never describe what that was like being able to play at a place like that, play for a coaching staff like that. People always ask me, Bree, you know, what, what pitcher would you want to catch for like all time? And I'd always say coach Siffle and they're like, really? It wouldn't be like Lisa Fernandez. And I'm like, listen, she's a goat too. But when you get to be around Siffle as much as I got to as a catcher, you know, it's, it's different. Like she is just different. Um, but they're great. I always tell the story. My wedding was a COVID wedding. So it got canceled like 48 hours before I had to, well, before we were going to fly to Hawaii. And I picked up the phone, called Coach Ravel and said, Hey coach, what are you doing on Monday? And she's like, aren't you supposed to be in Hawaii? And I'm like, yeah, aren't you supposed to be playing softball? And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, can you meet us on Monday at Pioneers Park in Lincoln, Nebraska and come make this wedding happen? And she did. So guess what? My whole coaching staff was there. We had maybe five people there because it was a spur of the moment. Um, so yeah, like I always tell that story because that just shows like the relationship I have with them. There isn't anything that I do that they don't know about before it hits social media or anywhere else. Uh, so yeah, those three, I have so much love and respect for, obviously from a softball perspective, but just life in general. That's amazing. I, I can't even imagine. Like, I think I would cry if I met them. <laughs> I'd just be like, uh, 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 I don't even know. I'm, uh, um, as far as Nebraska goes, do you have a specific moment or game or situation that you remember and say, this is my favorite. I love this. This is why I chose Nebraska. This is why I had such an amazing experience there. Yeah, there's so many. I'd probably say one of the biggest ones was my senior day. I know it's towards the end of my career, but it was just kind of like that last hurrah. Uh, you know, my family's my family's in the stands for the first time. That was the first time they had ever watched me played at Nebraska in a Nebraska uniform, like in Lincoln. And then, you know, my family was there. My wife's family was there. We won, which was a lot of fun. Um, I think we ended up run rolling Maryland, I think, on senior day. So it was just like kind of that full circle moment. And I remember sitting after the game, it was really crappy weather, go figure in the Midwest. And we were just sitting in the indoor hitting facility after. And I just kind of looked at my family and they're like, we get it. They they never understood why I never wanted to come home. And I was just like, yep, exactly. So it was like I had all my people in the room. And for the first time, everyone kind of understood, including myself, like, yeah, this this place is home for me and like there there's some real special stuff that has happened here over the last four years so that was that was a lot of fun just kind of having that full circle moment like I knew up to then like that was my place but for everyone in my circle to be in the same place at the same time was really cool that's amazing oh that's amazing I have goosebumps I love that 
senior yeah. day for senior day for me was like bawling. I was just sobbing the whole time. I was like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I'm, I'm not don't done. Don't make me leave. Just like cry. Like every picture I have from senior day, my face is like huge red sobbing. My mother is sobbing. We're like trying to smile for pictures. So like so many tears. Okay. Since graduating from Nebraska, you have gone straight into helping student athletes, whether that was diversity inclusion at the University of Kansas and now with Open Doors. Um, how important is that to you and how much of an impact do you look to have in these student athletes' lives? Yeah, it's a really good question. I always thought I wanted to be a coach. Um, so I, I had to figure what that what that looked like for me out. But then, you know, I went on and had the opportunity to work in Nebraska for a couple of years in grad school and then went on to KU as a part of their student athlete development and DEI team. And I thought, you know, in order to make an impact that I had to be on a campus and it's different. I can't lie. It's different when you're on a campus and the kids can pop in and, you know, you can kind of just shoot the shit with them and they come in like, Oh, Brie, guess what happened? Like that stuff I definitely miss. Uh, but to be able to be in a work for a company like open doors where I get to travel all over the country every week and meet with student athletes. The fun part about it for me is that I get to hear their stories and then I get, 45 minutes of their time to hopefully make an impact and leave them with something to help them with their stories. So for me, it's it's honestly just an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to be in front of so many of these student athletes because, you know, they, we all understand that they have these crazy lives. They all have priorities. They have things they're trying to get done. And it's like, I because of my job, I get to go out and be in front of them and hopefully make an impact in a way that I can leave them with something that might impact them for the rest of their lives. And if I get an extra five minutes after to hear their stories, it's even cool. And then if I get a DM from one of them later on, then I then I really know I did my job. So that's it's kind of the fun part for me is that I know I get to make an impact, but seeing their eyes light up, seeing them go out and do something that we talked about when I had that time with them, like that's what really matters. You know, for me, it's one thing for me to be like, yeah, I want to fill my bucket, but really it's about them. Like, and I think about it from a coaching perspective, I see those as two in the same. And I'm just lucky that my job allows me to, allows me to do that. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I actually have a question just kind of off the top of my head after listening to you, um, you know, after creeping you on the internet and hearing <laughs> great things from Zoe, um, and just hearing you speak, it's 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 very obvious, you know, the amount of love and care that you have for the people around you. And earlier you mentioned that you part of your mission is is to serve and to 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 give back, whether through your softball team and, and what you're doing now. But um, where where does that motivation come from for you? And where does that fire? Where did that start? And and what does that mean to you now? You're trying to get you're trying to hit me right in the feels this morning. It's Monday morning, easy now. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm first generation. So neither of my parents were born in the United States. My dad was born in the Philippines uh, on an Air Force military base, typical like military kid. And then my mom was actually born in Honduras and she moved to the United States at 15 with no family here, just kind of like family friends that lived in California with nothing to her name, didn't know a lick of English. And obviously I wasn't around during then, but even growing up, like I got to hear what that looked like, right? And I, I grew up in a town where not people were just happy to graduate high school. So being able to think about what more can I do? Like high school graduation is not enough. My parents got divorced at a pretty young age and I got to see my mom, you know, go through a lot of different things from just overcoming all the things that she's had to overcome her whole life to you know, just trying to get food on the table and me having to be responsible to get my brother to school, to get my things handled. And I had a lot of great coaches and stuff along the way, you know, that they got me where I needed to be. 
um, help pay the the different fees and dues to play on the teams that I needed to play for, help pay for travel. Like there were a lot of people that helped pave the way for me from like a financial perspective, a support perspective. If I didn't have that, there's no way I'm sitting here. And I, I tell my coaches that it's like, they were willing to show up. They understood my background and all of the baggage that came with that, but they were willing to invest. So there was no other staff like them. And there was a lot of people that, you know, did a lot of that same stuff. So for me, it's like, I don't get where I am today if it isn't for the people that made the sacrifices for me leading up to this point. Like, yeah, I had to do the work. I had to show up every day and want to go outside and get extra swings in and do all those things for sure. But if it's not for those other people, there's no way I'm here. And for me, it's like now I always use this line. It's like now I have the opportunity to give back to people knowing that they can probably never give back to me. And for so long, I was on the other side of that. People were giving to me and I knew that I couldn't do anything back for them except show up. And now I get to be on the reverse side. So it's just, it kind of feels like it's something that I have to do, but I love it. No, I love that. Very well said. I'm like, I can't stop smiling. This is so fun. Like, my gosh. I knew this was going to be good, but like, whew. Um, okay, so you've mentioned before, like, this is not the route that you thought you were going to take. Um, I have similar experience with that. I never thought I was going to go into baseball. I was like, I'm going to be a softball coach for the rest of my life, and that's fine. Um, so as far as, like, rolling with the punches, going with whatever opportunities arise, what advice do you have for people maybe coming out of college athletics that don't know what to do or thought they knew and are now kind of thrown off with with their plan? Yeah, I, you know, it's so amazing to me working with athletes almost every day. It's so many athletes don't understand the intangible skills that athletes have that other people, frankly, don't have, especially coming fresh out of school. So it's like people want to hire you. Your story is significant. The amount of athletes that I'm in front of and they don't think their story is significant if it has nothing to do with their sport. Like, yeah, if you want to go be a coach, go be a coach. If you want to stay involved with your sport, do it because obviously you know it, you love it. But there are so many other things that you can be so good at that people crave for athletes and former athletes to be in the room that it's just like, if there's something you might be kind of interested in, go try it. You literally never know. Like, have fun. You've made tons of connections over the course of your career. So go out and just do it. Who cares? If you don't like it, great. Move on to the next. I'm sure there's someone that you connected with at some point that can help get you to that next step and just leverage the things that you learned as a student athlete. So many, it's it's just so crazy to me that so many athletes don't recognize the skills and the the power that they have, you know, from their journeys that they've went on up to this point. And then they're just like, oh, I'm not good at anything. I'm like, I could probably, I don't even know you. And I could probably list off 15 things that you're good at that you can go out and get a job for. So it's, it's, that's kind of honestly the biggest thing. It's not, you know, groundbreaking by any means, but it's just kind of getting back to the the things that we've learned our whole lives. For sure. Um, and so you work in the NIL space. Um, it has come on strong in the past couple of years since legislation has changed. Tell us a little bit about what you do, what your day-to-day looks like, and how you work to impact the student athletes and their brands. Yeah, NIL is crazy, which I'm, I'm sure you know I'm doing some reading. So being, being working at a company that's handling a lot of this stuff, we're seeing all the numbers and all the stories. Uh, but the thing about NIL, it's, you know, it's the one thing that regular students have been able to do forever, right? So now student athletes all over the country are now just able to take advantage of all the things that everyone else could do before. Influencers, all the things. 
And now they can go out and make a little bit of extra cash. They can do a lesson or a camp and have their face on a flyer. Like that's what I think about when I think of NIL. There's a lot of stories out there that people get attached to. And I'm at the core of this. This is the fact that a kid can put their face on a flyer and go out and make a couple extra bucks that might pay a bill or might get them another meal. So it's so cool to like be a part of a company that really cares about that. So Open Doors, our our vision is to help every athlete. And we really mean that. So whether it's an NAI student athlete, a JUCO student athlete, D3, D2, all the way up to Division One, we work with all those schools. It's not just about the Power 5 Division One kids. Like, yeah, they're going to go out and do the thing because they're on kind of a different platform. But in my role specifically, my role is director of NIL education. My job is all things education. So whether that's developing stuff that's in the app where athletes can go on and watch different things, you know, learn about Twitter or different social media best practices or like how to better their communication skills, you know, life after sport things that I make sure to throw in there uh, or actually going out and being on campus. So I've been on the road probably since the middle of July, which is kind of crazy. So every week I'm on a different campus of the schools that we work with. And I get to go spend two full days with them. I sit down with all the different teams, their staff, and talk about what does NIL look like for you? How do you actually get started? Because every team might look a little different. Every division might look a little different. Geographical location plays a role in it. So it's it's fun for me to be able to sit down, like I mentioned earlier, like getting to hear their stories, but then being able to give them little tidbits of like, listen, this isn't about the million dollar deal. Yes, it would be great for you to get a Nike deal or Gatorade deal, but you can pay an extra bill or you might be able to go out and get a free meal from the place that you go visit anyways. Let's save some money in your pocket. Um, so that's my job, which I'd say is pretty fun. I tell the athletes, I say, if you get paid, I get paid because if you're not getting paid, then I don't get a paycheck because I'm not teaching you how to do this thing the right way. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's NIO is crazy, but it's it's fun to be working at the company that's kind of on the forefront of all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and specifically, like for our interests, we're looking at female athletes. We're looking at like women in sport that are do are doing the thing, right? So, if is there a specific like success story or group or team or whatever that have have really taken this NIL thing and run with it? Yeah, you know what's it's so crazy to me. It's the 15th anniversary of Title IX. You know, women in sports. We're we're getting some we're getting some attention this year, and I still think they're not getting enough attention when it comes to the NIL space. And here's what I'll tell you: We ran a bunch of data in year one, just year one up to July 1st of this year, to see you know how do the numbers break down. Five out of the top 10 sports consistently every single month are women's sports. Most people don't realize that because they see the stuff, the football and men's basketball stuff in the media. And it's like, nah, like women's sports are doing their thing. And a little selfishly, softball's in the top five for that. So it's like, how do you not like consider that, right? So you have three out of the top five sports being women's sports. And it's pretty amazing. Like seeing what these female student athletes are going on and doing, it's phenomenal. And then the really fun part is that people see the brand deals, right? Because they're partnering with companies all over the country. 90% of brand deals that are happening are done with female student athletes because brands love working with female student athletes, but people aren't talking about it, right? It's like, you see the things out there and it's like the biggest deals that are happening are being done with female student athletes because they're not afraid to put themselves out there. They're not afraid to tell their story. They're not afraid to get in front of a camera, do an interview you know, create content, do all the things that require, you know, some of the activity that they have to do for an NIL deal. And there's a reason why they're bringing in the dollars. 
but people aren't talking about it. So it's it's fun to be able to share some of that data because the proof is in the pudding. You can't you can't lie when the numbers are there. Um, there's a really fun story that I'll share two of them for both of your sports. So softball specifically, there's a student athlete. Uh, she's first multi All-American in program history. She got to play for Team USA this summer, Wichita State. Sid McKinney uh, actually had the opportunity to go to their campus and work with them a little bit. And there was a deal that she did. Uh, she's really good at art, but most people don't know that. So she it's all over social media. She created a, she painted a picture of my golden doodle and like an open door painting. And we had a conversation about her person. I'm like, Sid, why have you not posted about this very much? Like, I get you're really good at softball and you're doing all the brand deals and things like that. But like, tell me a little bit more. And it's crazy to hear athletes, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, athletes don't see their interests outside of their sport as being something that significant. So now she's posting about it like crazy. And of course, she's getting lots of requests for lots of different art commissions. But it's so cool to see an athlete like that of such high caliber being able to go out and create opportunities that have absolutely nothing to do with softball. She's able to show off her, you know, creative, artistic side and be able to make quite a bit of money along the way. Now, from an ice hockey perspective, Minnesota State Division II, they're absolutely one of my favorite, favorite schools to work with. Their women's ice hockey team is blowing every team out of the water. They've created a percentage for women's ice hockey and NIL just by themselves. Like they've gone out and they've put the NSIC on the map. They're really doing the thing. But again, it goes back to all the things that I was saying. They just, they're not afraid to put themselves out there. They're not afraid to do the thing. Yeah, they're really good, but they're also doing all the right things as well. So it's it's so fun to see a division two school get some clout and have numbers that are better than some power five division one schools. And then and knowing that ice hockey is leading the way for them and then being able to see a student athlete on the softball side that's really good at their sport as well, but then tap into, you know, kind of that, a niche interest that has absolutely nothing to, to do with her sport. So a couple of plugs there uh, of some unique stories and athletes I've had the opportunity to be around. I love this. This is just sparking so much joy for me right now. Like, <laughs> I just think it's it's just really incredible. And, you know, what I keep hearing is that there's a lot of stories that are inspiring and you know, they make me want to just get up and go do something right now. Like I'm almost itching my seat <laughs> to to just do something or show something or go practice a hobby or like, you know, I think that's amazing. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's pretty important to highlight. I love how, what you keep going back to is that it's more beyond the athletics. And, you know, I think we know that, but we don't necessarily always talk about it. So to be able to, you know, highlight artists and who are also athletes and musicians and, and whatever it is, I just think that that's, important and the people being authentic about it is just such a powerful powerful thing i'm here for it here <laughs> for it we're about love it. it absolutely and it's it goes back to what we what we do and why we started this whole entire podcast was to just like get more stories out there talk to more people about their experiences and it just it just makes me happy because there are so many people like you like us like the people that we encounter that are doing the same thing that are doing the work behind the scenes to say these stories are here we just have to put a little bit of emphasis on them or a little bit of like a, a spotlight or ask the questions, right? Like you said, like, oh, she doesn't post about it. But once I asked that she lit up and started talking about her art, like nonstop, those questions are just not being asked. And so it's like, it's, it's the people that are doing the work behind the scenes that are going to get those stories and going to get those questions. And I just, I love it so much. I'm so excited to be a part of it. All right. The first hot hitting question. These are just kind of a silly question that you know, I've been thinking about this past week and have compiled from a couple different people. They're completely silly, but they're important. And 
they're totally going to make me judge you as a person. So question number one, in your opinion, is cereal a soup? Yes or no? Oh, absolutely not. Soup is supposed to be hot. Soup is hot. That's the key there, right? Like soup is supposed to be warm. It's supposed to soothe your, I've never in my life had cold soup. Cereal is always cold. End of conversation. Don't need to go further than that. Well said. Love the logic. Okay, that was a test and you passed. Number two, um, courtesy of the Ice Garden, who asked me this question the other day. So I'm curious to hear your answer. Is a Pop-Tart a ravioli? Yes or no? Again, raviolis are supposed to be hot. Never in my life have I ever eaten a cold ravioli. Like, and I don't mean like going and getting it out of the fridge, like as it's leftovers, like when it's in its best preparation, it is not cold, nor is it Italian. Like a Pop-Tart <laughs> is an Italian. <laughs> no, uh, answer is no. They are not two in the same. Well done, you passed. <laughs> okay, last question. Courtesy of the equipment manager of the Toronto Six, Chris, is a pea in a pod also considered an egg? Wow, my mind is just blown. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I, a pea in a pod also an egg. I, my answer is going to be no, but I don't have logic as well <laughs> as the other two. <laughs> yeah. That was my answer as well. It's just a hard no. And it's I can't know why, but it's a hard no. It's a no. Yep. <laughs> well, I feel like I know you a lot better now. So this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. Not expecting any of those. That one hurt my brain. A P. I was like, a. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the expression of both of you or just a little bit of. A little bit of confusion, a little bit of fear. I think there's a yeah. little. <laughs> confusion and a lots little bit going, of lots going on i'm stealing those all week i'm taking all three of those questions <laughs> is that it you that's that's all the questions that's all that's all our brains can handle i think also so we're good so okay perfect i mean i just i really appreciate y'all having me on it's been so much fun like to have to have a mission to highlight female sports like it's one thing to talk about it there's lots of people talking about it because again 50th anniversary title nine that's a layup like that's really easy for people to do uh, but to create a space for women and women in sports and to highlight those stories, like I commend the work that both of you are doing. Uh, it's powerful work. I just appreciate having the opportunity to be on. I'm excited to go out and tell the world like, hey, y'all go check out this podcast. Like go, go listen in um, to all the things, tell these athletes, like, let's do it. Um, but seriously, like, I appreciate the work that you're both doing. It, it was a lot of fun this morning. We could probably keep going on for a really long time. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it from me. Perfect. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of More Than 5%. Tune in again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Central for another episode. Thank you very much, Bree, for being on with us and having an amazing conversation. Lots of smiles, lots of, lots of good feels. And that's it. Thanks, Woo. everyone.